It is 18 minutes before the hour here on the Drive at Large radio show. And before we get underway with Jim Gadet, our public safety guy, we have another candidate who's calling in. A friend and neighbor of Jim Gadet's, it's John Cataldo, who's running for alderman, a newcomer on the ballot in Ward 8. John, good morning. Welcome, finally, to the Gerard at Large radio show, at least with me. Yes, yes, good to be here with you this morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So what are things looking like at the polls in Ward 8 this morning? It, uh, it's just a controversy this morning. It's almost every candidate, it seems like, is here uh, for, for the election, and uh, it's looking good. We've got a steady stream of people coming in and just wanted to call and, and remind voters that t- today is the primary and, and come on out, uh, say hi to us, and uh, don't be afraid to sh- shake my hand and, and, and let's discuss the issues. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, most importantly, get out and vote today. Oh, very good. So now Ward 8, uh, in addition to having a primary for aldermen, which features you and former alderman Betsy DeVries, as well as... Um, uh, Ed Sapienza, who ran two years ago, it's uh, a pivotal ward in the race for mayor. Ted Gatz is going to be looking for a big vote out of Ward 8. So what is your, um, what's your take on the issues, John? I haven't had a chance to talk to you. So as you've gone around and spoken to folks, what have they said about the issues and where do you stand on them? Uh, I, think, I think the biggest issues uh, to the folks are uh, you know, public safety, opioid crisis is part of that. And uh, taxes. People people are upset with the constant override of the tax cap, and they they want some restraint brought. And I think also it's time for a fresh face. That's a that's a theme I've been hearing. A lot of people are uh, you know not happy with the, those those board members who have uh, maybe gotten complacent and uh, got, you know been in there year after year. And uh, time for some new blood. Time for some fresh ideas and a fresh perspective. Uh, those are sort of the top issues as I've as I've heard them. And uh, I'd like some clarity on your answer on the tax cap. I read what you had, uh, your answer to the union leader. It seemed to me that you left yourself uh, an out, if I can put it that way, saying you'd override the tax cap for public safety. What exactly did you mean for that? <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> by, that, by that I meant, you know, <clears throat> take, for example, the hurricanes that's been happening down in uh, you know, Texas and Florida, uh, we get we we can get uh, the snow canes or uh, some pretty pretty terrible blizzards or who, you know, who knows what natural disaster or uh, or not you know some some tragedy that could occur where uh, it really takes a toll on the uh, you know first responders police fire uh, you know people people responding to an emergency such as that a public public emergency gotcha. uh, and it taps taps the resources a little more than you know than than, than maybe normal. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you for that clarification, because, you know, uh, many people have voted to override the tax cap saying, well, we need it for our police and fire, uh, despite the fact that they created the problem with those big pay raises. So, uh, John, I've I've got uh, other calls coming in. So let me give you the opportunity to sort of say your uh, give your your closing uh, your closing argument to the voters of Ward 8 as they head to the polls this morning. Yeah, my, my closing argument is, is, like I said, a lot of people are looking for a fresh face, fresh perspective. Uh, it's my first time running, but it's it's certainly not the first time I've I've cared about the city. I've been a long time uh, resident, grew up around here, and and uh, feel like it's my time to give back and serve. And uh, and and I'll be I'll be uh, believe in responsible spending, and I'll work within the tax cap. So that's that's my final pitch, and uh, and I, I hope to see uh, everybody at the polls today. All right, that's John Cataldo in Ward 8. John, good luck to you. Thanks for calling in to the Drought at Large radio show this morning.
Thanks for the time, Rich. Have a great day. All right, and fortunately, our good friend Jim Gadet says he can stay into the next segment if need be because we've got another candidate calling in back in Ward 6. School board candidate John DePietro's on the line. John, you've done some door-to-door. I've been uh, privileged to do some with you. What are voters telling you out there as they head to the polls in Ward 6? And, John, I defer to the gentleman from Ward 6 who wants to be our school board member. <laughs> well, thank, thank, thank you, Mr. Gardet. You, you are a gentleman. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I have been hearing uh, a lot of concern about class sizes. I hear parents who are scared about possibility of redistricting and what's going to happen to their children. Um, Talking to a lot of people, a lot of people in Ward 6 who are angry that they've gone without uh, aldermanic representation for six months and uh, frankly don't feel like they've been getting the right representation or the right level of representation on the school board either. So people are paying attention to what's going on on the school board. Uh, They don't feel like uh, the ward is being represented, and uh perfect example of that is the voting this morning. So our voting location moved from St. Pius to McLaughlin Middle School, and I've had two voters tell us this morning already that they, that first of all, it still says St. Pius on the city website, uh, if you go to look up your polling location, and second of all, uh, they went there this morning and there was nothing. There were no signs, no people, no nothing to oh, tell really? them that the, yes. They were um, supposed so to be I have signs called there. You would think. Um, I did call the mayor's office. I was told there's supposed to be a state trooper there all day uh, redirecting folks, so they're looking into it and finding out why that's not the case. So uh, just a reminder to folks, if you're in Ward 6, again, voting today is at McLaughlin Middle School. So, John, one of the questions that I asked uh, Elizabeth Ann Moreau, and you know I should have asked John Cataldo. I didn't think about it because of uh, in Ward 8, but uh, the the rezoning that's pending before the uh, Board of Aldermen to rezone uh, significant swaths of land on South Mammoth Road that would take it from single family to uh, uh, high density rental. Uh, Would you as a school board member uh, from Ward 6, knowing that Green Acres School will be impacted by that uh, development, would you you, um, add your voice to the chorus of those opposed, or is that something that uh, you think the the aldermen should be left to figure out, and otherwise, uh, you know, you could deal with the fallout later. Uh, well, first of all, I'm not shy about lending my voice to anything I believe in. So, whether I'm school board or alderman, I'll always make my position to my opinion known. Which, by the way, is something that I'm increasingly hearing as well. There's a lot of evasiveness going on, um, particularly on one side of the aisle in this election. And actually, I was talking to a voter this morning who said that um, they had a conversation last night and asked asked one candidate, uh, my opponent, specifically, what's your position on the tax gap? His answer was, well, the answer we are told, we are uh, trained to give. Those are his exact words. The answer they're training us to give. And then he went on to regurgitate the answer that he was given by the, uh, his, his uh, political party. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to get back to your question, um, I oppose that redevelopment. I'm with you on that side of the issue. I think that uh, particularly our ward, it's a very, uh, it's, a, it's a rural ward. Um, you know, in most of the neighborhoods in Ward 6, 
If you blindfolded somebody and just dropped them in that neighborhood and told them they were in Manchester, they wouldn't believe you if they weren't from around here. And, you know, we would like to keep it that way. Uh, understand that I understand the need uh, for apartments, particularly from the millennials, but they want those apartments closer to downtown anyway. That's where they should be building them, if at all. Um, not way out in the extreme uh, southeastern corner of the city. I, I don't think it makes sense. Uh, I'm not in favor of it, and I'm not shy about making my opposition to that known. All right, John, any closing thoughts here as we uh, take your call, uh, bring your call from the polls at McLaughlin Middle School in Ward 6 to a close? Closing thought is come out, vote for me, get the gears <laughs> moving again, and have a good day and stay dry. All right, that's Award 6 candidate for school board John DePietro calling in from Ward 6's polling place, the McLaughlin Middle School here on the Dry Large Radio Show. And now, <laughs> are the lines clear? Drum roll, please. Oh, this is, uh, you know, you've been, hey, Tuesday's your day. You yeah, know what right. election days are like. Thank like. you for your patience. Not a problem. Uh, so let's, let's get so started. So we're going to flip the scales, Rich. I'm going to interview you right. about your Manchester Police Department exam experience. Well, uh, very, very impressed. You know, uh, you know, you get into it. Ninety-one on the written exam, very respectable. Yeah. What were the hardest questions on that test for you? Spelling. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, it was the spelling. Here's the thing that I took away from the exam: anybody who fails that exam has been failed by the school system. Because uh, I, I thought what the, the, the exam did, and they said it at the beginning of the test, is this test is designed to determine if you have the basic skills that police officers need to use every day on the job. Yeah. Report so, writing, common sense, constructing a, a coherent thought. Right. So, you know, <clears throat> the first 20 questions, which we had 20 minutes to do, were basic math calculations. You know, officer-friendly, you know, arrested uh, you know, Bob, uh, uh, you know, Bill, Bob and Joe after uh, a robbery. Bill had five one hundred dollar bills, eight fifty dollar bills, six twenty dollar bills. How much money did Bob have? Yeah, literally, that was one of the questions. And so there wasn't time to do what they teach in school today. Figure out a math problem. Show your work. Show your work. There was no time to draw circles. There was no time to count on your fingers. There was no time to do anything. Um, and, and I was within, the, I think, the first 20 whose test got scored. 40% of the people up to me had, had, been, had failed the written part of the test. So the, the basic math. And then you had basic reading comprehension. I will give you three definitions, and then I'm going to ask you four questions about these three definitions to see if you understand what the definition means. Uh, or there'd be a paragraph. And from the paragraph, you'd have to answer questions. It could be true, false. It could be this. And then the writing stuff was they had an incident report and they asked questions like, and you had to write a complete sentence, spelling counted, grammar counted, had to write a complete sentence. Who was the victim? Where did they live? What was the most valuable thing stolen? The most valuable thing stolen was the victim was, you know, he lived at. So. If you couldn't pass that test, you had no business being a police officer. Well, you have no business being a police officer, but I don't want anybody. I, I don't think the test. I don't think. Look, 
I didn't walk away from that test thinking people who didn't pass it were stupid. I walked away from that test thinking people who didn't pass it were ill-served by their schooling. I really did. Okay. So, because if you can't do that, oh, bye. What question surprised or questions surprised you the most on that test? Uh, you know, whether that, you know, they were hard or that you didn't just expect them to be there. I didn't expect math questions. Really? No. Accident investigation, you know, you got to do crime scenes. I mean, now it's modern days. We don't right. use the tape and put you with the idiot end of the tape. <laughs> you know, they have laser and total stations and all this other stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really math. know what to expect, but I didn't expect math. Okay. Um, I really didn't expect that I was going to uh, be tasked with uh, uh, having to write a complete grammatically correct sentence. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. People just told me, ah, oh, it's general knowledge. Nobody told me what they were going to be teaching. So I was really bummed uh, that there were multiple spelling things because spelling is not my thing. I remember when I took the – it was back in the day. It was the NEDT standardized test in high school. I got like 89th or higher percentile on everything except spelling where I was firmly under 30%. <laughs> so you just – ah! So I, I'm pretty sure that that's where I cracked up. Um, I'm not surprised by the reading comprehension tests um, and, and things like that, but – I didn't know what to accept, but yeah, but having math and having to write, you know, one or two sentence answers that were complete sentences and da 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 da. I guess that surprised me. No, we have to articulate that at an oral board. Yeah. <laughs> so your so your so your physical fitness tests. Yes. Yeah. Not bad for a guy your age and condition. Yeah, not bad. You for know? A guy, you know, I'd like to uh, think that I I uh, I kept pace with the guys twenty and thirty years younger than yeah, me, which well, it seems I know, did. And for everybody to know that it's it, it you have different standards mm-hmm. uh, depending upon your gender. Now I wonder if you just said that you identified as a female if you had it easier. I was I was <laughs> I was I was just trying to determine whether or not I was going to be a cut up in the room, and yeah. I almost did it. But no. You no, know, no, I felt like a manly good, man. Good, kind of like going to basic training. You want to be that guy that no one knows. <laughs> you know, kind of right in the middle. Uh, so yeah, actually, you know, uh, mile and a half run in thirteen forty eight, forty push ups, forty one sit ups. That's very good. Actually, you exceeded what you'd need to leave the academy at. Really? Yes. The academy yes. standards for a guy your age and condition. Well, <laughs> actually, I shouldn't. Yeah, actually, you did. So you have to leave uh, for someone your age and your gender. Uh, you have to have a fourteen oh seven. Uh, for a mile and a half run. And at you, the end of the academy? The end. Really? Yeah, it's only, they go from 25th percentile to, and it's minimum, but it's 35th percentile. Yeah. Um, you have to be able to do 16 push-ups and 26 sit-ups, and you smoke that right on your entry. But th- I thought that's, I thought that's, uh, th- those were the standards that I was given that I had to pass for the test. 25th percentile is what you have to enter in. Now, Manchester may decide they want to do something different for themselves. Yeah. But that's for standards and training. Oh, that's for standards and training. So in other words, it's not going to get harder for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Manchester has a right to make it a little harder oh, for Manchester them. Has. All right. But the state standard for certification when you go through the academy. So gotcha. that's all good. So they started their standard at where I guess I'm supposed to be at the end of the academy. Possibly. Because those numbers that you gave me were the numbers I was told I had to yeah, pass. That's 35th percentile. Although I only needed 20. I needed 28 sit-ups and 16 push-ups. And I yes, had the 20, 16. I had the I, I 28 misspoke. sit-ups done in 35 seconds. Those last you. 25 seconds were killer, killer. Yeah. Now, we're not even going to talk about your polygraph, the psych, <laughs> you know, the medical exam, any of that other fun stuff. But let's talk a little bit about the oral board. The so oral gonna, board. You know. Let's do that after we take this break okay. for traffic, weather, and sports and hit the news. I'm about to be put through a test run of the oral board, courtesy of retired law enforcement officer, our friend, Jim Gaddett, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll hit the news. Stay with us.